Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. Johnson Wealth and Income Management and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are not associated entities. Johnson Wealth and Income Management is a franchise of Retirement Income Source, LLC. Retirement Income Source, LLC and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are associated entities. a retirement plan allows millions of people to lose 30 to 50 percent of their life savings just as they near retirement. It's a society based on freedom and choice and personal responsibility. There are no guarantees. It's important that people deal with someone to make sure to provide lifetime income. Lifetime income. And now to our story. Welcome to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson and brought to you by Johnson Wealth and Income Management. Are you living the life you want? Are you prepared for retirement as you believe you should be? What are your goals for retirement and how are you going to reach them? In the next 30 minutes of today's program, let's explore the principles necessary to live the capitalized life and the retirement of your dreams. Now, here's this week's Capitalized Life and Retirement program with your host, Matthew Johnson. And welcome to this episode of the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management, a retirement income source. Located in Clear Lake and Humboldt, Iowa, serving clients in northern Iowa and southern Minnesota. Well, how are you today? I hope you're doing fantastic. I know I'm doing well, and I'm glad to be here and glad that you are here. Let me ask you kind of a loaded question. Have you ever made a mistake? Or is that just me? All right, let's try this one. Have you ever made a mistake that you regretted? And then you immediately promised yourself that you would never make that same mistake again. Or is that just me too? How about this one? Have you ever found yourself working on getting something done, but you just couldn't move forward due to being afraid of making a mistake? Or is that just me again? I tell you what, I am going through a very humbling situation right now with my two sons. I've got two younger sons, and we're in the midst of trying to restore a 1976 Chevrolet three-quarter ton four-wheel drive pickup truck. And it is a daunting task, especially if you've never done anything. And I'm mechanically inclined, but even this one has thrown a few wrinkles at me every once in a while. But the reality is, is that I was working on a part of the rear differential and I happened to do something silly and I broke apart. And my son, my oldest son, Jacob, looked at me and he goes, well, that's a dumb tax. And I realized that I had heard that before. And, you know, this is something that Dave Ramsey talks about all the time. When we make mistakes and we do dumb things, we always end up having to pay the consequences. And that's the dumb tax. Well, the reality is, is that you've made mistakes. I've made mistakes. You and I have both made mistakes in which we promised ourselves never to make that mistake again. And then we've also gone as far as making mistakes and then finding out that later on we needed to do something similar And we found ourselves frozen in fear. And here's the point behind this radio show. I'm here to challenge you every single Saturday and every single Sunday 
on finances, on your retirement, on your relationship with money, where you stand in your preparedness for retirement. And before I go any further, this is a great opportunity. I want to encourage each and every one of you. If you've never been to our website, I encourage you to go. Johnson, W-I-M, as in wealthincomemanagement.com. You can listen to past radio shows. You can read the white papers that we publish. You can take a look at YouTube videos. I've got hundreds of YouTube videos that are up that you can go and watch and further your education, continue to challenge your thinking about your retirement. So back to our topic, how do you feel financially about the mistakes that you've made? You know, as a fiduciary of over two and a half decades, I can tell you that with the literally thousands of individuals that I have met over the last 25 years, I have met more than my fair share of individuals that have made mistakes and they have made decisions never to make those mistakes ever again. For instance, maybe you personally, you've been in a situation where in times past you were broke and you promised yourself you would never be broke again. And you've worked your hiney off to make certain that you were careful with money so that you never went broke again. Maybe you lost money in the stock market and you said, you know what, I'm never going to let that happen ever again. These are normal feelings. These are things that are very understandable responses. So I don't think any of us have to feel bad if we feel that way about money. But today I want to share with you some ideas that might just help you. Because what I found is that oftentimes the human response when they make a bad financial mistake is to clam up or to do nothing. If they've made a mistake in the past where maybe it wasn't even their mistake, but due to bad advice, they were put into a position where they had a bad implication, a bad outcome as a result of that financial decision or that investment decision. And now they feel the wounds of that and they feel very tentative at best about trusting anyone else. You know, in our quest for retirement success, we have two things that we have to keep in mind. The first is that it's going to take money in order for us to retire. And so the basic concept is we want more money by the time we retire, because we know that this money that we are saving today for our retirement is money that we're going to need to count on for maybe 15 years, maybe 20 years, maybe 25 years. If some of us are luckier than others, maybe a full 30 years before we pass away. And so the quest of being able to build and compound our wealth so that we have more money available for ourselves by the time we do retire is an important and integral part of retirement success. But the other part that is so important is how, how we invest that money, how we invest our money for retirement is going to either make or break that retirement in many respects, you know, Oftentimes I have, because I only work with people that are 55 and over, and I work primarily with individuals who are already retired, or if they're pre-retirees, they're very close to retirement within five years or so. The reality is, is that many of my clients, bless their heart, will take and they will refer their sons or they will refer their daughters to me. And granted, their sons and daughters are getting older 
and they're getting closer to retirement, but many of them are still in their late 30s, early 40s, something like that. And my advice for those young people is very simple. Invest, invest with diligence, invest as much as you can, invest with consistency, and invest for the G. Invest for growth. Invest in things that are going to appreciate over time. Things that have the capability of being able to do better than inflation in the long run. Do things that are going to give you better than, say, 1% or 2 or 3% on your money. And make certain that these instruments that you're investing in are going to move. They're going to go up. They're going to go down. Now, why would we want that? We would want that because we want to be able to dollar cost average. You know, it would be very difficult if you thought about investing. And let's just say that there was some investment out there that every single month or every single year, that asset went up in price. What you would realize over the course of time is that less and less of your money would be able to go towards purchasing whatever that instrument or that investment was. And so you can tell what I'm discussing right now. You can tell that we are wanting, if we're young, if we're in our 30s and 40s, we want to be investing in the market. We want to be investing primarily in the index markets. Now, granted, there are more mutual funds out there than there is stocks to invest in. But if you're a younger investor, there is not much better than you can do than just investing in the market itself. Because you see, investing in index funds, things like the S&P, things like the NASDAQ, a variation of different indexes that you really connect with them, they make sense to you. Those things over the course of time, they're going to ebb and they're going to flow. And as they go up and as they go down, you're going to be able to average out what you pay for that instrument and buying it. But now fast forward. Now, let's say that you're 55 or you're 60 or you're even 65 and you're getting close to retirement. How is a person supposed to invest their money? How are they supposed to be able to think about all the potential bad mistakes that they've made in the past and maybe even witnessed mistakes, bad mistakes that other people, maybe their friends, their family have made in retirement and avoid those same mistakes? Well, the first thing that we need to understand is that if you are paying attention, I congratulate you already because we need to learn from the mistakes of others. How many people have we ever known that maybe they got all amped up and they put all of their money in one particular asset class and then that asset class kind of went to pot? Everything went down and all of a sudden you realize that they had lost a lot of money or they had lost a large percentage of what they had invested simply because they put too much of their money in one particular thing. So this is the first thing that we want to really think about if we're within, say, five or 10 years of retirement in order to avoid paying the dumb tax. We want to be able to focus on diversification. What does this mean? Diversification is not taking and just investing in 14 different mutual funds. I think if you've been a listener of this radio show for any length of time, you know that diversification is great diversifying by name, but that's not enough. You've got to diversify by asset class. So what is an asset class anyway, Matthew? Well, asset classes are going to be things like cash, 
things like stocks, things like bonds, things like potentially precious metals, things like real estate, things like fixed income securities, things like CDs. All of those things that I just mentioned are all different from each other. All of those things have pros. All of those things have cons. All of those things have pluses. They have minuses. And depending upon your tolerance, depending upon your strategy, your age, what you're trying to accomplish, those tools can either be really working for you or those tools can be working against you. So if you're thinking, you know, that really does make sense, I'm going to encourage you to reach out to me. Call our office at 866-290-3837. My staff will put together some educational materials that I know will be of value to you and we'll email them to you or we'll mail them if you prefer. Take the first step. Reach out at 866-290-3837. Again, that's 866-290-3837. We want to continue this discussion about avoiding paying the dumb tax in retirement. And when it comes to our money and how we're investing it for retirement, so stick with us. We'll be right back. You're locked on to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson. Have you missed any of today's program? No problem. You can hear all of our shows online anytime, 24-7 at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. Time now for more of the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson. And welcome back to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management, a retirement income source located in Clear Lake and Humboldt, Iowa, serving clients in northern Iowa and southern Minnesota. That's right. Today, if you're just joining us, we're talking about the dumb tax And what is the dumb tax? Well, it's something that you and I and every other human being has paid. That consequence, that silly implication that always occurs, the consequence of us making a mistake. And the reality is, is that mistakes, they're human, they're normal, they're things that we make all the time. The problem is, is that sometimes when we make a mistake, it can cause us to be afraid of making another mistake in which we don't do anything. It can cause us the fear of making the mistake. And so as a result, we just never try because we're so afraid of making that mistake again. And listen, folks, life is messy. You know, as I said early in the first half of the program, I'm working with my two youngest sons and we're trying to do a restoration of a 1976 Chevrolet pickup truck. And I've never restored anything in my life, or not that I can think of, nothing big like this. And I'm not even a Chevy fan, (laughs) but it was the right price. And the reality is, is that this is a learning experience. And you know what? If you make a mistake like dad can do sometimes, it's going to cost you money. If you break the wrong part, well, you can't ever break the right part, I suppose. But when you break the wrong part, it's going to cost you money. The reality, though, is that this also applies to our financial life. And so I was asking you some questions in the first half of the program and giving some examples, but I want to continue to imply 
that this is one of the most important things that I can get you to think about as you get closer to retirement. The reason that as a fiduciary, I see people making mistakes is one of two reasons. It is either A, because of, say, a preconceived idea or a notion that they have contrived on their own, that they've picked up, that they've learned, or that they've just kind of understood as being a truth as they've gotten older, or it is something that they have been advised to do. Think about the average employee today that has a 403B or a 401K, and I can ask them, I can ask you, how much guidance do you get on that 401K and that 403B? And most of you that are listening on the radio right now, you're shaking your head, you're rolling your eyes, you're saying, we don't get much guidance at all. Like the guy might come in, he might you know, give a presentation in the last 30 minutes, but I don't know. I have no idea. They really don't tell me what to do. Well, that's because they aren't advisors. And this is one of the first and most important lessons that we can learn. The reason that many people make mistakes, bad mistakes, on their quest for retirement success is because they have no guidance. Maybe they're using Dr. Google. Maybe they're listening to their friends around the water cooler. And yet those things, though that could be good advice, it may not be good advice for you right here, right now. It may not be good advice for you in five years. And this is the reason why having an advisor is one of the number one ways that you can avoid making big financial mistakes. I mentioned one earlier in the first half of the program, having too much of your money in one particular asset class. Well, how about this one? How about having too much of your money in one particular company? I remember thinking over the last two and a half decades, the number of individuals that I've met and that I've worked with that potentially they worked for a organization, an employer, and that employer did like employee stock options. And the reality is, is that by the time they got close to retirement, they realized that about three quarters of their retirement fund, their retirement savings was sitting in that company stock. And they may not have thought about how risky that was. But if you find yourself in that situation, that is a very, very dicey situation at best. This is a good setting up of potentially paying the dumb tax. Why is that? Well, because think about it. Corporations make mistakes all the time. Corporations make stupid moves all the time. And those stupid moves, those bad decisions by the board of directors or that product that they thought was going to be so hot, which really didn't turn out to do much good for the company. And all of a sudden the stock drops. Guess how that affects your retirement? So if you want to avoid paying the dumb tax, one of the things that you need to begin working on is how do I get some of my money moved away from this particular company. It may be a great company. It may be a company that has earned your trust over the course of time. But is it going to be right for you to keep the majority of your retirement savings in that company stock? Here's another one. Not focusing on what your money will need to do for you in the future. And this is a big one. You've heard me talk about this before. You know, just in the first half of the program, we talked about how my clients will send their children and those children are in a totally different life stage, right? They may be in their 30s or 40s. And my advice to them is so much different than the advice that I give to my clients because they need to be focusing on the growth. 
Now, if you've been listening to this radio show for some time and you've got a burning question, I encourage you go to our website, johnsonwim.com, as in wealthincomemanagement.com, where you will be able to email us whatever questions that you have. If you send us a question and it's something that I know that I can explicitly answer for you and I can help give you a little bit of guidance, I'm willing to do that. So go ahead, go to our website, johnsonwim.com, and you'll be able to see previous radio shows. You'll be able to see TV interviews as well as our weekly YouTube videos that I record each week. And you'll be able to reach out to us personally. But what about this one? What if you're within five years of retirement and you've been taught all of your life just how much growth you need to be focused on? In other words, you need to have all of your money in the stock market. You need to have all of your money working for you because of this reason or that reason. Maybe the stock market always beats inflation or maybe the stock market is always the very best performing asset class. There's any number of things that we have heard over the course of time about the stock market that may or may not be actually true. But the reality is, is that you need to be thinking about the why. Why are you saving this money in your retirement program? Why are you setting this money aside? Is it so that you can have a huge chunk of money when you retire so that you can do something big financially? Or is it so that you can supplement your retirement income for the rest of your life when you get to retirement? And you see, that's what we need to be focusing on. What is the primary reason? And why we have to ask that question leads to the next one. Are we taking on an acceptable amount of risk? Are we potentially being too aggressive? You know, when you're 30 and 40 and even 50, you've got plenty of years before you get to retirement. But you see, going back to something said earlier, do you remember when I talked about having an advisor? Many people hire advisors. They hire fiduciaries like myself because they need someone to guide them. They need someone to be that voice of reason to say, listen, you're not doing what you should be doing at this stage, or maybe you're doing too much of something at this stage. And it can go the other direction as well. I remember a couple of weeks ago, I met a gentleman by the name of Larry and Larry had just retired from the postal service. And Larry had this thing called a TSP. It's a beautiful program. It's like a 401k, but basically it was the program that he had been given. And when I talked to Larry, it just kind of struck me with the number of years that Larry had with the postal service that he didn't have much in the way of savings in that TSP. And so I asked him, knowing the rules that early on in the TSP's life, there wasn't many things that you could do for in-service withdrawals and rollovers and that sort of thing. And so I just asked him, I said, so tell me about the allocation that you have here. And Larry had literally all of his money sitting in the G fund. And the G fund is like the stable value fund. That's the equivalent in a 401k. And Larry said, well, I want to be safe. I lost a lot of money in 2007, 8, 9 when the market went down, Matthew, and I just refused to lose any more money. And so I've had that money in the G fund. And I said, so I want to be clear. You're telling me that since 2008, all of your retirement savings has been sitting in the G fund. He said, yes, that explained the reason why Larry had the retirement savings that Larry had. 
And you see, the implication for Larry is that he's going to have Social Security. The implication for Larry is he's going to have a pension from the Postal Service. And thank goodness for that, because Larry's money in that G fund had not appreciated. It had not grown. Why? Because of the decision that he made never to lose money again, even though he was well far away from retirement, he lost money. And I can't blame the guy. But here's the thing. If he had an advisor who would have been helping him to realize maybe you were taking on too much risk in 2007, 8, and 9, but you need to stay the course. You need to dollar cost average. You need to continue to invest for that growth because, Larry, you don't need that money right now. Larry, you still have plenty of time before you retire and before you're going to need this money. Well, maybe Larry's situation would have been a little bit better than what it was. Another way that I see individual retirees pay the dumb tax is you remember we talked about not focusing on what you will need your money to do for you when you get older. Well, think about this. When you get older and you retire and you no longer have the security, the paycheck, maybe you got Social Security. It's just not likely going to be enough. And the reality is, is that today so many people are trying to derive income from stocks. In other words, they have their mutual funds, maybe they have their index funds, the things that worked for them when they were young, but now they need income. And you see, this is one of the ways that we pay the dumb tax where we're taking in, not knowingly, we are selling shares in order to get income. You see, when we get to retirement and we need income, we need income that is contractual income. We need income that's consistent income, but most important, and mark my words, you want income that does not come from your principal. What does that mean? It means that you want your principal to be invested for income. You want your principal being able to produce 5%, 6% or more in interest and dividends. And what does this do for you? It opens up a world of possibility where your money, your principal can be producing income for you consistently all throughout the year without you having to sell shares. Don't sell shares. That's the dumb tax. That's how people run out of money. Do it the right way so you can have the peace of mind to know that you're going to get what you deserve. Income that's going to last the rest of your life. Here's another one. Not understanding with specifics the amount of risk that you're taking on. Now, I know I talked about being too aggressive, but when's the last time that you actually did a bit of an EKG to your investment portfolio? In other words, you actually sat down with a fiduciary and you actually assessed the various different instruments and investments that you're making so that if there was another financial crisis. You knew whether or not you would lose, and if you did lose, how much you would lose. Now, you see, this is something that is very important. This is something that I do for all of my clients. It's something that I do for people all over the United States, people just like you, where they want to have a second opinion, and they say, Matthew, I've got this, and I've got this, and I've got this account over here, and I'm just not sure at this age and this stage of my life what I'd lose if the market went down again. And I cannot tell you how impactful this is to actually do a bit of a stress test to your portfolio. This is something that I do for free for people. 
And it's very much like doing an EKG machine. It's very much like doing a PET scan. You're going deeper on a deeper level to identify what you have and what the potential risk of loss may be. So none of us want to make a mistake, but mistakes happen. None of us want to pay the dumb tax. It's something that we all want to avoid. But the primary idea is, do you have the partner to be able to help you make good financial decisions, to be able to spot the speed traps and the red flags that you may have? If you don't, I encourage you, get yourself with a trustworthy fiduciary, someone who can help you better identify what the risks are and what you should be doing so that you can be successful in retirement. So if some part of today's discussion really resonated with you and you have questions about today's discussion, you have questions that you want to have answered with regards to something that we discussed, I'm going to encourage you, do the right thing and reach out to me at 866-290-3837. My team will put together some materials for you that I know will be of value and we'll email them to you or we'll toss them in the mail if you prefer. If you have questions, I will do my very best to spend a few moments to answer those questions for you. So take the first step. Reach out to us at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. I'm Matthew Johnson. Thanks so much for listening. And remember, it's up to you to make today a great day. That's all the time we have for today. To schedule 15 minutes with Matthew off the air, call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. And for more information, visit us online at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. We will be back again next week at this same time for another Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson. Thank you.